Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Three Things Podcast. Changing it up a little bit, I don't have a guest. I mean, I kind of do, but what I'm doing is putting together a little bit of the best of series here. So this is part one, three of the best answers that I've had or discussions I've had, questions, whatever it might have been in the past with guests on the three things. I'm going to put them together. We're going to do a little best of series here. Just so, you know, if you're new to this episode and you haven't gone back and listened to any of the previous episodes, which you probably should, uh, you get a chance to get a little snippet of some awesome guests that have been on the three things. So without further ado, I'm going to shut up now uh, and I'm going to put together uh, the first edition of our best of three things. gone and this is kind of I think like a longevity question when you start in the industry or in any job or whatever like you you have kind of priorities and then over time as you as a person evolve those priorities may change or shift or new priorities come into the picture Um, I'm gonna be a dad in December six weeks today hopefully um, and I will have a new priority coming into my life Um, how how have you found it beneficial to help balance different things, priorities, or as you evolve as a person, like what was once maybe your top priority is maybe now number three or number two or not even in the top five. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, visioning done. No, uh, I'll explain on more than that. Honestly, <laughs> it's like, it's like going on a road trip, but having no idea where you're going. That could be fun and you might get lucky and you might stumble across some cool destinations or you might find yourself driving through like a really bad place like Vermont or something. I'm just kidding. Um, it's better no, than you New Hampshire. <laughs> um, Any shot that's the way that I think a lot of people approach things is just they, they put one foot in front of the other every day, which is great. Like that's a great, uh, I guess, trait to have is like the ability and the skill of just pushing through. But when we can stop and sit back and be like, well, what do I really want? And what do I need to do to make those things happen? Um, and it evolves all the time. So it's not, a, it's, it's not a one and done type thing. And earlier on in your career, I mean, credit goes to Todd for this is like, in, in helping me understand this first part, which is when you're younger, when you don't have as much experience or context, you can't vision that far out. Like you're still too concerned with um, just, just making ends meet, right? But as you go further along, you accomplish more, you can vision further and further and further out. Um, and that's something that we're doing heavily right now with our businesses. But even speaking to your point of, of becoming a father, congratulations. Um, it's, it's absolutely awesome. Obviously, uh, I can speak to that. I have an 18 month old daughter now, and it's been incredibly life changing, but I would say one of the things that's made me, um, I don't want to say, <laughs> be able to handle it, but like be able to, you know, I said how much stuff I'm, I'm doing right now, how much I'm responsible for. Yeah. Um, and I won't lie and say it's easy all the time, but I have a bigger vision for each of those things on an individual level. Like with the gym, what are we doing with strength faction? What are we doing with the, the tactical program that we work with? What do I want from my family, um, for my family, my personal life, you know, all of those things. I have a clear, it goes back to programs. I have a clear why, like, and so then that gives me the ability to look at, well, if that's like the big thing that you're after, what do you need to do 
right now, really, I mean, you reverse engineer it bigger than, than that. Like whatever the time frame is, let's say you, you were doing a year, which is pretty short. Okay, well then what do you need to do over the next four quarters? What do you need to do this quarter? What do you need to do this month? What do you need to do this week? What do you need to do today? What do you need to do right now? Yeah, um, you know, my, I'm old, so my undergrad was physical therapy, which okay. you can no longer do. <laughs> so I was pretty focused in undergrad um, because all of my undergraduate stuff had to be done basically in the first two years. So I basically did four years of undergrad in two years and then did physical therapy school the last two years. So I had pretty, I had a very, very different undergraduate experience than most people. Um, and so I think it was, I think the best advice I would kind of give myself back then um, would be to continue to enjoy the process. I get so many emails from, um, from students and from younger clinicians and younger professionals who are so, who are super goal oriented. And I think that's awesome, right? I'm, I'm goal oriented too. And I think we all are, and that's what makes us driven and successful. And that's great. But I think sometimes we can lose sight of the process and lose sight of the journey, which I know sounds super stereotypical, but I think as I continue to get older, as I continue to get more experience, I, I have such less attachment to the next thing as I do to the process that I'm in right now, moving towards that next thing. And so I think that especially like with undergrads, I have a couple um, young women that are, that I stay in touch with and that email me and, and all of their questions are, well, you know, I'm a, I just started school and it's day one and what internships and what do I need to do blah, 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 in order to get the job that you have? And I'm like, first of all, take a deep breath, enjoy undergrad. <laughs> yeah. And kind of remember that, you know, I think sometimes people forget that I didn't just wake up one day and become the head athletic trainer for the LA Dodgers. I mean, I got that job in 2012. That was a full 20 years after I graduated high school, right? So I graduated college in 1996. I got that job in 2012, right? So it, it was a long time before I got that job. Like you just don't walk into some of these positions. I mean, sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't. And so it might be 10, 15, 20 years till you get that job of your dreams. So don't negate everything that you're doing right now and, and the process that you're working on in order to possibly land you where you eventually wanna be. Um, you know, those, those things don't happen like the minute that you graduate from undergraduate school. So um, enjoy, enjoy the process is like the biggest thing I can think of. How do you tell a client, I don't have the answer or, or I don't know, without breaking an initial trust that you might, might be looking to foster with that person? Well, I think that the, the concept that you have to know all the answers uh, is kind of ignorant. Uh, essentially, you don't know everything. There's no way that you should know everything. And if you do know everything, your price point should probably be about 10 times higher than what it currently is. So to increase trust with your clients, you should tell them, I don't know, because then it doesn't sound like you're BS and then we're throwing uh, just a bunch of stuff at them just to kind of get through the scenario or situation. I tell clients all the time, I don't know, because I don't. And if I don't know, I'll say, you know, I don't know what the answer to this is, but I'll do some research on it for you. Or I'll connect you with somebody who does, maybe a physiotherapist, a doctor, a chiropractor, uh, witch doctor, uh, shaman, voodoo priestess, whoever is in my network that might be able to have that answer for whatever question they're looking for. 
I know squats, deadlifts, biomechanics, some anatomy, a little bit of injury stuff. But if it's outside of what I know, it makes me look worse to think or to say that I know the answer to a problem that I obviously don't. So if I tell somebody, I don't know the answer to that, that increases trust for that client. And if I say, I can't work with you because of A, B, C reason, I don't want to take your money because I won't be able to do the justice to what you're looking for, that increases trust with that client too. If I say to somebody with 100% certainly, yeah, I can help you, that increases trust. So I think the biggest thing you can do to increase trust with your clients is just be honest with them. If you don't know the answer, say it. If you don't have a valid reason, don't BS them or don't make one up. If you don't know what's going on, say so. I mean, we're all fallible. We're all human. If you actually put in the effort to say, here's what I know and here's specifically what I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of, I, I work with a lot of young trainers that come right out of college and this is probably their first actual training gig. And that I, the biggest thing I always find is they always feel the pressure to appease everyone and to have the answers. And, and if one of the answers is that you don't have the answers, like that counts as an answer. And it's just sometimes gets put on the, put on the back burner and trainers think that, you know, Hey, I do know the answers, but by saying you don't know the answers, just like you're alluding to. And, and the answer is to refer to someone who does have the answer. You've answered the question and you've, and you've done a good job of building trust for the long term. Um, another electric answer by Dean Somerset. 